1: NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. So are we ready to send this document to Diane?
0: I think so. Oh, Wouldn't it be nice if like a year from now, we're in an actual writer's room with other human beings working on this, and it's like none of this pandemic stuff ever happened?
1: Oh, my God. I pray that would be heaven on earth.
0: Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz.
1: That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles.
0: And this is part two of our summer listener questions episode, episodes, uh, I guess. We got so (laughs) many questions, we figured we should make it a two-parter. So for this one, it's going to be lightning listener questions and we can't wait. Yes, we're going to go as fast as possible. <laughs> but first, we have a
1: quick update. We have been getting tons of requests for our Happier in Hollywood rainbow sillapint cups. We're working with ShipStation to get them all out. We love ShipStation, so we can do everything without going to the post office. So this has made the process so much easier and safer. Yes. And just want to remind everyone, they are $25, including shipping.
0: Yes, they're BPA-free, microwave-safe, oven-safe, freezer-safe. You cannot break them. They're so cute. Um, you can see pictures of them on our Instagram feeds, at LizCraft and at S. Fane. And if you want to order one or two or more, just shoot us an email at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. All right, Liz, lightning listener questions. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, Liz, Tammy says, how are you all handling distance learning?
1: <laughs> oh, ugh. well, we haven't started school yet, either of us. Our kids don't start for a couple of weeks, but with just the same, uh, you know, dread and <laughs> dreariness that everybody else is. Exactly. Joellen asks, how did your family navigate the crazy drive? This is for Sarah. Was it an adventure you were able to enjoy or a frustration What will you take from this into the future as a permanent memory?
0: (laughs) Um, You know what? It's funny. I was thinking on the actual drive of what Liz's mother says. The sometimes the things that don't work out make the best memories. Mm. And I think one, I think my stepmom and Violet handled the entire (laughs) journey, adventure, whatever you want to call it, beautifully. Just so amazing. And I think the horrible... (laughs) off-roading, terrifying experience going through uh, Wyoming that ended with us in Montana will be that. It will be the thing that was, the thing that went horrifically (laughs) awry, but that does ultimately make the best memory.
1: And you know, Sarah, if I'd been there, you would have had to knock me out, (laughs) because I could not have survived that in the passenger seat, or in the driver's seat.
0: I was thinking about you the whole time. I just kept thinking, oh, thank God Liz is not here. (laughs) uh road to
1: hana that's all i'm gonna say oh god no no (laughs) okay andrea asks when writing new content is it in the pre- or post-covid world i find it funny to watch shows now where people shake hands gather in large (laughs) groups etc that is an ongoing question yeah um i think we as we've mentioned on the podcast plan to write as if there has um been a vaccine, an effective vaccine that 100% of people have taken.
0: <laughs> yes, but I totally agree with you. I It is strange to watch TV now and Very see weird. that. It's, you want to just be like, get away, get away from each other. And then Amy says, how do you handle balancing being cautious and living your life during this time when it seems like you're damned if you do and damned if you don't? Well, I fled my life and came to Minnesota <laughs> where we can go on a walk without having to wear a mask. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I'm just, um, I take more chances than you do, Sarah. I mean, you've really been careful, like extremely yeah. careful. We're very careful, but I go to the store. I mean, I just always have a mask, I wear my mask, wash my hands all the time. We don't see more than one other family at a time. So I haven't gone to any gatherings right? with the exception of my in-laws, but then we're very careful. So It's just really being careful, but also trying to at least keep the kids mentally healthy with seeing some friends. Yeah. Jesse says, I'm curious about how you found the courage to take risks that are way outside your comfort zone. What draws you out? Well, I think having each other is very helpful when we're
0: taking career risks. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I also for like big life risks that I've taken, like having Violet on my own, for example, Mm -hmm. I saw a really amazing therapist to help me kind of talk through it. I have found, like, before I've made kind of big, risky decisions, that having a therapist who's objective and Mm. who you can really talk things through with has been extremely helpful.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's just the if not now, when? I mean, life is meant for living.
0: Yeah, and weirdly, I also think my mom was a risk taker. So Mm. I feel like I sort of have permission somehow to be a risk taker. Not all the time, <laughs> but sometimes. <laughs> so this question is kind of related, Liz. Madison asked, I've wanted to try getting on YouTube or doing a podcast since I was probably like 16. I'm 24 now and still haven't done it. I'm an obliger, so I need accountability. But yet I don't want to tell you when I'm planning to do these things because it feels kind of embarrassing. How do you get over the fear and just do it? I think the first yeah. thing is, I'll say I sort of felt this way again, when I was thinking about having Violet on my own. It was like this kind of secret that I held for a long time. And then as soon as you tell someone, suddenly it seems like not that big a deal. So just literally posting this is a great step.
1: Yes. I think you need to tell someone you need accountability. You will not do it without accountability. Um, If you have the finances, I would even say get like a life coach or a therapist to help you be accountable. But I agree. Like, you just have to put it out there.
0: Yeah. You can do it. You can be accountable to us. That's right. One step at a time. When you record your first episode, let us know. Yes. Email us. And if it's on YouTube, Violet will certainly watch it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mary says, how do you decide which of the ideas you come up with to turn into actual scripts or pitches? Well, we have talked about this on the podcast. It's sort of, does the idea have legs? Do we want to talk about it? And does it feel timely? I mean, those are three big criteria. But yeah, a lot of ideas sit around for years before we actually do anything with them.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing because sometimes it doesn't feel really like a decision. It's just like something gets traction or it doesn't. Yes. Either it's something we really feel like diving into and talking about or or not. And then it just becomes like a title on a list in a notebook that we forgot. (laughs) Yes, that we look at 10
1: years later.
0: And then Laura says, I'm curious if you found any advantages to remote podcasting. My co-host and I have always recorded remotely and I've found it makes scheduling and editing a bit easier, but I'm wondering what your experiences have been. I'm kind of into remote podcasting.
1: Yeah, it's really nice for guests because they don't have to come to the studio. So it's obviously easier to talk to somebody who's not in LA, but I do miss seeing I I miss the whole tactile experience of being with Chuck in the studio. I miss Chuck's from you.
0: Yeah, no, I miss Chuck's like Darth Vader thing that he has on the table. I think Chuck probably wishes we could go into the studio because he has really good control of the sound. And when we're at our houses, it's like (laughs) really hit or miss miss you guys too. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, But I'd say, you know what? I'm, thrilled that it exists
0: yes i'm so grateful for just like the convenience and that we can keep doing this during this super fun time
1: and i imagine in the future it'll be a combination yeah lisa asks is your stepmom at the cabin too well that's easy
0: yes she is she's yes, awesome she is. <laughs> And then she also asked, during your writing career partnership, what's the longest stretch you've gone without selling anything slash working? And how did you navigate that both financially and emotionally? What a timely question. I know we we never are not working. It's more just like, does the development process take longer or shorter? And right now it's everything just feels like it's taking forever. So it's kind of now.
1: Now. And I think that's largely because of the pandemic, too. Yeah. How do we deal with it financially and emotionally? Well, uh, you know, as a writer, you're always knowing that in the future you may have periods without making money. So hopefully we've planned for that. Emotionally, I mean, I have a lot of anxiety. I can't lie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also have a lot of anxiety, but I also feel like it's fine.
1: Yes, it is it's fine. <laughs> yeah. When we've done it long enough that we know it will work out. In time, and we just have to be patient, but it doesn't make it easy.
0: No, and we also really love the projects that we're working on. Like, we're being much more thoughtful about what we're doing. Yes. And we're really excited about the work we're doing. So, yeah, I think that helps. Yes,
1: I have faith. I don't use that word lightly, but I have faith in our projects. Yes. Coming up, more questions.
0: That's right, more questions. But first is break.
1: OK, this question is from Leeson. She asks, what if you were not TV writers, what would you do for work instead? I think I would probably either be a book agent or like a TV agent, depending on if I ended up in New York or Hollywood.
0: Oh, interesting. I thought you were going to say something corporate, like be in business because you always well, want to like, have Well, I meetings. would love that.
1: I know, but I don't think I would have done the work to get there, whereas I think I would have done the work to be an agent.
0: Uh, Okay. I think I would be a writer. I would be like a book writer, probably. I would write novels and maybe like work in a bookstore or like teach creative writing. Mm. Sally says, how do you handle
1: ageism and gender bias in Hollywood when it comes to being selected for writing or producing? Oh boy! If we had the answer to that, I know. Uh, just push through.
0: Yeah, and there's really cause sort of no way to handle it, other than to sort of try to counter it when you are immediately being confronted by it. And we handle it by being nice and hopefully smiling. being good writers. I
1: mean, the problem is the minute you say you're treating me like this because I'm a woman, yeah, you're doomed. Yeah, doomed. It's also. Brutal Even though up. it's true, you're yeah. still
0: doomed. Yes. No, It's this is a systemic thing that needs to be dealt with on a systemic level. So I think, I guess the way we handle handle it is by hiring people and giving more women and people of color and hopefully older people opportunities. Yes. And then over time, the system changes. But on a day-to-day basis, we just buckle down and deal with it. Yes. Okay, Liz, a very important question from Claire. She wants to know has Jack started his Lego town yet? Yeah, one of Jack's summer projects was to build a Lego town.
1: Um he has started it but just barely cuz Adam and I just got his Legos and like the room the Legos are in into a place where he can be in there and work on it. So, yes, he has started it, but he has not made a lot of progress. <laughs> Carolyn says, my husband is a type one diabetic, so I often wonder what CGM slash insulin pump you use as it is part of our world as well. So that's to me. I'm the type one diabetic of the two of us. (laughs) I use a Dexcom 6 glucose monitor, uh, which is amazing. And I do not use an insulin pump. I just use a pen. So I give myself shots like, you know, six times a day. I just find it to be really easy. And then I only have one thing attached to me instead of two things. But I know that people who have pumps love them. But anyone out there who needs a monitor, the Dexcom 6 is great.
0: And then Teresa asks, I'm curious, do either or both of you ever write just for fun anymore? Obviously, you have fun writing the stories you want to get out into television, but do you ever get to do any writing that's just for fun and just for you? Wow. Not real. Well,
1: we both have our little side projects that we take notes on and occasionally work on. I think you're better about it than I am. But not not a lot.
0: Yeah, I would say before I was a parent, I did a lot more just for fun kind of writing. Since becoming a parent, I do a lot less. A lot less. <laughs> but I'm trying.
1: Felicia says, do you pay guests to be on your podcast or do guests get paid going on any podcast in general or is it just free advertising? We do not pay guests. I don't think any podcasts pay guests.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. It's it's part of publicity tours sometimes and sometimes it's just people we like, who we think are interesting, who we think have a lot to offer and we just ask them to come on. And sometimes we pay them in... um, Like a podcast cup or a tote bag or something. Yes. (laughs) But that's it. Yes. Coming up, we have a voicemail question, but first this break.
1: You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Okay, Sarah, let's listen to this question from Angie. Hi, it's Angie from Tampa. I had a question about pitches.
0: Since executives change and what's popular changes, have you ever gone back to old ideas that you developed when you weren't under contract and tried to repitch them? Thanks. Thanks. Mm, that's a great question, Angie. Um, yes. Yes, we have. <laughs> and
1: we're kind of doing that right now with something, maybe.
0: Yeah, it happens all the time.
1: All the time. You, you'll you hear, oh, this show first got pitched five years ago. So, yeah, it happens.
0: Here's a good one, Liz, from Lana. Has Liz cleaned, organized her office? Where are you at with the treadmill desk? It's, I'd say, <laughs> a third of the way there. Adam and I got rid of a bunch of
1: trash in the office. I do not have my treadmill desk up yet, but I have made progress. Yes. Getting you'll there. get there. It'll happen. Sarah Lillian wants to know, how is Sarah's day-to-day rhythm changing now that she's in Minnesota?
0: You know, I haven't been here long enough to really know. I think it involves a lot more nature walking and more time just sort of being aware of nature. You know, I read that book, The Nature Fix, years ago, and it made such a huge impression on me. So I'm really aware of like, I'm looking at a tree. I'm feeling wind. Ah, the lake sounds are so beautiful. So there's more of that built into the day just because that's where I am. But I don't know like exactly how the schedule is going to change.
1: Follow-up question from Lisa, Sarah. Does Violet like to fish?
0: She does, yes. She loves to fish and she loves the walleye that comes out of Lake Vermilion. She's like a huge walleye person.
1: Hmm. Claire says, do you women have favorite authors? Like one that you rush to read anything they publish. I really love Curtis Sittenfeld. I like I'd say I rush to read whatever she writes. And anything that Judy Bloom writes for adults, also I rush to read.
0: <laughs> How about um, you? I love Anne Patchett. Of course, I haven't Mm. read her latest book because, you know, pandemic craziness. The Dutch House, which is
1: amazing, which Gretchen and I did for our book club on Happier, I have to mention.
0: Well, and you talk to her, which just makes me so incredibly jealous because she's amazing. I love her. Yes. And then I really like mystery novels. So I really like John Hart. Mm. Anything he writes, I read very quickly.
1: Amy says, if you were queen of the world for the day, what small rule would you bring in slash change to make the world happier? For me, I would ban black umbrellas. So when it rains, I'm British, it rains a lot. The streets (laughs) of
0: London would be more colorful. Oh, that's nice. Well, my first thought was that everyone should just get a treadmill desk, just treadmill desks for Mm. everyone. Um, But then I thought I would I would make a rule that everyone has to plant a tree every year. Oh,
1: that's nice.
0: Yeah. What, what about you?
1: I would say men or any partner who doesn't like dancing can no longer say at a wedding or any event with dancing, <laughs> I don't dance. It is the bane of my existence. They would just have to dance? Yes. So that <laughs> we could all dance when dancing was appropriate.
0: I don't dance.
1: <laughs> of course you don't.
0: It drives me crazy. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. (laughs) Melanie said she needs ideas on obliger exercise accountability. She's always looking for ways to put herself first somewhere, somehow. How do you both make it happen? Well, I mean, I totally don't. (laughs) I wish that I did.
1: I mean, I have to say having even the happier um, with Gretchen Rubin hashtag walk 20 and 20 has been huge for me. By having that accountability that I have to walk 20 minutes every day in 2020, I've actually gotten to the point where I'm walking 10,000 steps almost every day in 2020. Let's say five or six days a week. It's hard right now because of the pandemic. So there aren't like classes to go to or a trainer to go to. But I do think some trainers are having lower price sessions virtually, so I would try that.
0: Yeah, and I was going to say, I am doing, the one thing I am doing every single week is meeting with Sheila, my strength code trainer. Yes. I do that every week, and that makes a huge difference. And also having a treadmill desk, because I do, I have found that, one, walking the dogs. If you need... S- more walking having a dog is definitely good for that and then the treadmill desk when we work I walk on the treadmill desk and I actually have been getting 10,000 steps pretty regularly which I never have before but I also think of it as just like time that's just like me first time and that is that is completely out the window I have to say someday there will be more of that Like, I don't spin anymore. I haven't spun in ages. I'm hoping now that I'm in Minnesota, I will.
1: Okay, and Sarah, finally, Jennifer says, you mentioned trying to make sure that how you spend your time aligns with your long-term goals. What are your long-term goals? Well, I mean, to have good shows on the air consistently.
0: Created by us. Like, we like running shows created by other people. That is a job that we enjoy. But in terms of actual long-term goals, it's for the shows to be created and run by us.
1: It sounds so simple, and yet it's so hard. (laughs) And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to Hollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already.
0: Thank you for all of your amazing questions. Thank you to our yes. executive producer, Chuck Reed, king of remote recording in the heartland and in Hollywood. And thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound.
1: Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. As always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project.
0: Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft,
1: and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation.
0: Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain.
1: And I'm Liz Kraft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job.
0: And we enjoy it. Okay, I think we got through most of them.
1: Yes, we weren't as lightning as, I, as we planned to <laughs> I be, know. but
0: we did make
1: it through a lot of uh, questions.
0: We never are. We try.